All right. Good morning, church. How are you guys doing this morning? Okay, half of you are awake. We'll, we'll work on that a little bit. I don't, I don't know about you, but are you guys super excited to have the kids in the house and worshiping with us this morning? I tell you, there's nothing more powerful than watching our kids get on their knees before Jesus, and it just warms my heart. It's such a blessing to have uh, Jacob Nitu with us, our Young Adults Director also works with Pastor Dan with the youth group. So if you're a young adult or a youth, I just strongly encourage you in between services, before second, whatever the case is, you want to talk to this man, highly anointed and just super encourager. I just want to direct you to his attention. I'm just super blessed to have you here. Thank you, Jacob, for being here with us this morning. So we're continuing our our, our adulting series, and what I'm going to be talking about this morning is something that I think we all can benefit from. It doesn't matter if you're four years old, if you're 40, or 104 years old, and that's attitude. I want everybody to say attitude this morning. Yeah, see, again, smiles all around the room this morning. You see where I'm going this morning. But see, I, I want to I recap just a little bit. So failure to launch, priorities in life. We talked over the last couple, last couple Sundays and, and kind of really making some shifts in our lives and, and trying to get out of the nest this morning. Come on, some parents in the house said amen. Get some of them kids out of the, out of the nest this morning. But also priorities in life. But I want to go back to the definition of adulting. And it's this, the practice of behaving in a way characteristic of a responsible adult especially the accomplishment of normal but necessary tasks. Man, those things that you didn't want to do, but now you have to. Now you got to worry about the kids, and and you're you're married, and your priorities and things in your life change a little bit of the focus. And and I look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13. And the Bible says this will continue until we all come to such unity. That's not just the pastor. That's not just the worship team. That's not just the volunteers. That's all of us. When we all come into such a unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, not going over and over, going around the same obstacles over and over again, but maturing in the faith, maturing in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. The scripture I'm going to hang my hat on this morning is this. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. And the scripture simply says this. You must have the same attitude. I want you to highlight that. The same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Lord, I ask that you would, your presence would be very known and very evident here. God, you would anoint the words spoken through my lips this morning. People did not come to hear me. They came to hear you. God, would you bring revelation to your people? Would you challenge us? Would you encourage us and build us up so that we would minister and we would pour and love people to life, not just in the walls of the church, Lord, but we would reach people outside into the city that you have placed us, into the career and job that you have placed us. God, would you, would that anointing come down right now in Jesus' mighty name? Amen, amen, amen. How many of you heard the expression that attitude is everything? I want everybody to say that again. I want you to get this attitude this morning. Attitude is absolutely everything in your life, whether it's verbal communication or nonverbal communication. Your attitude changes the dynamic in a room. If I came up here all closed arms and closed fists and a grumpy face, even if I didn't say a word, you say, man, there's something wrong with that dude. I don't know what's wrong with his week, but there's something wrong with him. But if I came up here all bubbly, smiling, cheerful. See, I'm not saying anything, but you, 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 the vibe that I'm throwing off is a positive one, which is a positive attitude. You don't know what kind of week I've had, but I'm smiling, highly caffeinated and highly anointed, but I, I'm smiling this morning. 
But the attitude changes everything. You can literally watch somebody walk into a room or into a crowd and change the dynamic instantly. I don't care if it's in the church or if it's in the workplace. Man, attitude, I'm telling you, it's contagious. If it's nasty, it's contagious. People start growling at each other and hissing at each other and all kinds of weird things. But we want a positive attitude. We want to throw off a good vibe, don't we, church? We want to walk into a room where when you come in there, people smile and they're glad for you to be there, not like, oh, Jesus, here he comes. Let's go, you know? But attitude is everything. It's the truth. See, the Apostle Paul in this scripture is telling us that we have to have the same, not, not, not just a little bit, but we have to have the same attitude as Jesus. Man, that's a tall order. I don't know how your week went, but man, I tell you what, to have that same attitude on a 24-7, seven days a week basis, it's not easy. It's a challenge. Come on, am I in the right place this morning? Are you guys all, you guys just in the, in the Word every single day? You don't watch TV and you're just walking around in the Spirit all the time, aren't you? But the attitude is challenged in the workplace, isn't it? Challenge when your boss comes down hard on you. Challenge when you, when you disagree with something or someone or, 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 or a correction in your life. Attitude changes everything. I believe this. Your attitude is the vibe that you get off, give off. Your attitude is something that people will meet before they ever meet you. I remember watching my wife from a distance. Other than her being beautiful... I watched her attitude, and her attitude was good. I wasn't going to be attracted to a, a bad attitude, grumpy and growling and yelling at people. But see, people are watching you before they have a conversation with you. Come on. They're, they're looking at you and like, well, you know, before I get to know that person, I want to sense their attitude. Where are they at? Are they positive? Because I don't know about you, but I want to be around positive people. People that are more positive than me that maybe can even lift me up to a, a higher level of positivity. Man, I'm using that word a lot, but... But I don't want to be surrounded by negative people that bring you down, that slime you, that, that suck you in, and, and throw you through the mud. And they just wear you down. It's like a mosquito just sucking the energy and the life out of you. You can only tolerate that for so long in your life. You need to be surrounded by positive people. I want you to look at the person next to you this morning and say, be positive. And the person that maybe didn't have deodorant this morning, the other person you didn't want to talk to this morning, say, you're positive this morning. I want us to be having a positive attitude. See, and if I could take it a step further this morning, that attitude, that, that positive attitude that, you, that people are sensing in a relational aspect, they're checking your attitude before they come to your church. I know that's going to hurt a little bit, but You've been inviting them over and over to church. Say, man, you need to come to my church. My church is amazing. But then your attitude is not. Every time you, something comes in your way, you're throwing chairs, you're yelling, you're cursing, you're doing all this. Man, I don't know what kind of church you go to, but I don't want to go to that church. It's your attitude. If people aren't coming to church that you're inviting, maybe it's not the church. Maybe it's the person. All right, I'm going to leave that. I'm hurting some feelings this morning. But before people experience even the church, before they experience Jesus, they're going to experience you and your attitude. Does your attitude reflect your walk with God? And what does that look like? Is it gifted a car and you got a promotion? It's good to have a good attitude then, right? 
But how about when things are bad? Your marriage is not so great. Your kids are going crazy, right? Where's the attitude then? Is it a positive attitude? Is it one saying, man, God, I get my circumstances, but I'm going to rise above this in Jesus' name. I don't care what my circumstances, I don't care what situation I'm in this morning. But I want to rise above that. I want to be a step above that in my positivity level. But what is your attitude saying about your walk with God? What are you attracting in your life? If you're attracting crazy, broken, and ain't nothing wrong with being broken, negative people, it's time to self-reflect. Stop blaming other people, man. I don't know why I'm always around these people that are negative. And you listen to what's, what you're saying and your attitude that you present, and, and you're negative. What you throw, or what's thrown to you, it, you, you you're going to attract either both positive or you're going to attract negativity in your life. But it really starts with you. We, it's quick. We want to blame other people. Well, I'm negative because they're negative. No, you're negative because you're negative. And you attract negative in your life. Man, it's time to be positive in our life. But what is your attitude saying about your walk with God? Because your vibe will absolutely attract your tribe. You want to know the kind of personality you are, the kind of person you are, the way that you walk, the way that you talk. Man, look at your closest inner circle in your life. If it don't look pretty, it's time to self-reflect. Are they, uh, are they uplifting? Are they encouraging Are they taking you to the next level? Are they coming with you to the next level? Not everybody will come with you as as God elevates you in different seasons in your life. And that's okay. You pray and you love them. But guard your inner circle. And what, what I mean by that is those who have direct influence in your life, those who have the permission to say no to you in your life, and you actually listen. It doesn't do you any good to have counsel and counsel and counsel and never seek it. Just saying. But super negative people generally hang out with super negative people. It's just, a, it's just a fact. But have you ever had that encounter with somebody that impacted your life in a positive way? Man, you didn't even know this guy. He just rolled up in there all smiling, filled with the spirit. And, man, his life was a disaster. But he, he, he looks happy. He's just like, man, I just want to be, you're attracted to that, right? It's, it's like a fly to like one of those bug zapper things. You, you, you wanna, you, you're drawn to it, right? You don't want to get zapped, but you're, you're drawn to it. We need to be drawn that way to people. And maybe, I don't know about you, but I, I've had those encounters in my life. I mean, I walked away. It's like, wow. I, I, I don't know what just happened. I don't know what I just encountered. But, man, I, I want to be like that. I want to be that on fire. I want to be that positive in my life. But on the flip side, come on, we, we all, all met that person. We're like, walk away. said, oh, God, I hope I didn't give him my phone number. I, I hope, oh, did, did, some, did I give them my phone or did, do, do they have my address? Like, come on, let's get real. We, we have those people in our life who are like, man, you regret it at the backside. But they're just super negative. They're toxic. Man, yeah, you pray for them, but don't let them in your inner circle because they will influence it, right? You put Kool-Aid in water, all the water becomes Kool-Aid, right? It, we, we just got to be careful of our intake and the influences in our life. Guard that. I have a beautiful, gifted, talented, anointed eight-year-old daughter. Man, and when she's on fire, she's on fire. But I'm telling you, when that attitude dial is turned up, yeah, she's on fire all right. 
But she's like, my oh, dad, I, I, I ain't doing that. I, I need reasons. I need explanations. I, I, don't, I don't believe. No, 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 no. No, I'll eat on the dish. I'll take care of it. And then you get that, you know, the spirit of Star Wars comes over you. I am your father. You will do this now. But it's the attitude. See, she's communicating that, hey, Dad, I can't do the dishes right now because i got to go to the bathroom. But I'm getting in. I ain't doing the dishes. And she's flying out the room. Totally different. She's communicating the same thing, but the attitude is radically different. Come on, parents. We tell our, we tell our kids. Maybe we tell our spouses. I ain't going to go there. But you got to turn the attitude dial down just a couple notches. Your attitude is on fire. Be on fire, girl. But, man, turn the tube down. Look at your neighbor and say, turn the tube down. If that was your spouse, I'll pray for your marriage later. But, uh, but what I'm saying is it, 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 the attitude changes everything. Her, her dial is turned up. And she's on fire all the time, but that attitude dial has got to come down. But see, we, 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 we think of this in a real way. But times in crisis, you know, the times where your kids are in ultimate crisis, everything's crashing down, and the only thing that happened was they can't find a toy. You, you know, those things in your life where people want to make a crisis out of something that's really not. Your attitude and how you, how you present yourself and how you communicate through that changes everything. If I looked at my daughter and said, you're crazy. This is, not a, this is just a toy. What are you looking at for? It, it would decimate her. It, it would destroy her because of how my attitude and how I'm communicating my body language. What is that indicating to her? What it's telling her with a bad attitude. I can be communicating the same thing and say, you know what? That toy ain't, that toy ain't all it. But if I come with it with a warm heart and say, you know, hon, I hear you. I sense where you're at. I'm sorry you're frustrated. See? The attitude totally changes her demeanor and mind. She's not on the defensive anymore. And she feels validated in her life. Your attitude, whether verbally or non-verbally, can change everything. But see, parents, we tell, tell our kids to turn down the dial. But we give the kids all the grief on this area. Sometimes we need to self-reflect and look at our life. Where do we need to turn our dial of attitude down? The way that we respond to our spouse. Turn it down. The remote's going to find itself, guys. Turn, tur- turn the attitude down. The football game, it's going to have an end. But your, your spouse is still going to be there. You see what I'm saying? You've got you to turn the attitude down. But we need to self-reflect. We, we, we blame the kids for this. But how many times do we need to check our attitude? Check where we're at. Man, am I being positive? If I'm, am, I, am I speaking life over people? Am I being encouraging? Or am I breaking people down? Man, it's a negative self-talk, which we'll get into late, a little bit later. Man, it's decimating our youth. They're believing lies. But can I tell you something? We as parents aren't stepping in and saying, that's a lie from the pit of hell. But here's what God says. You're beautiful. You're a child. You're a daughter. You're a son. You're an heir to Almighty God. Don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. Because you need to stand on that truth and foundation. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about this morning. But parents... We need to step in and be parents. We need to be an example to our children with a good attitude. And not when things are just good, but when things are rocky and things are bad. But some of us in a real way have not grown, outgrown our bad attitudes. I got family members, man, they got rotten attitudes. They suck the life out of you. I love them. But when I get off the phone and say, dear Jesus, cleanse me. But I love them. But it's interesting that I find as I mature in Christ, those conversations were once part of my life. I, 
I was a part of those negative conversations. Actually, matter of fact, I probably led a lot of those negative conversations. But as we mature, the things of the old seem rotten, defiled. You just look back and say, wow, I can't, even, I can't even believe I watched that television program. Like you're horrified now. You turn it off when it comes on. But before you had popcorn and soda ready to watch it. That's a sign of growth. I just find I'm going to repeat this because I, I, I want us to get this this morning. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. The same. Like I said, it's a high bar, but I think if we pray, and I think if we're honest with each other, and, and we allow the Holy Spirit to check us up at times, I'm not saying we can, we can get there overnight, but I, I think this is something that we can strive for. See, a negative attitude will limit your life and your future. If you're always negative, if you're always looking for the half, you know, I always used to joke there was a half glass full guy, there was a half glass or half glass empty guy, and then I was the other guy, that who drank my water guy, right? You had, you had three different ones. That's how pessimistic I was. I'm just being honest and real with you. I was like, who drank my water? I don't care if it's half or full. Who touched my water? But it'll impact your life in a negative way. You'll have small, limited lives, and they'll be dominated by terrible attitudes. You're wondering, why am I not getting blessed? Why am I always struggling in this area? It's because of your attitude, dude. Your vision is going to be limited. If you have a terrible attitude, your vision for your ministry, your vision for your, your family, your vision for your job, whatever it is, your career, maybe your own business. But it's going to be limited if your attitude is sour. It's only going to go so high. You'll be your own ceiling in your life. And relationships, man, I don't even need to go there. You have a nasty attitude with your spouse or your friend long enough, they ain't going to stick around too long. I'm just saying, you got some amens out there, all right. But relationships are impacted with a negative attitude. But how about the, the positive? How about the positive? It'll empower you and it'll transform your life. Always having a, a, a positive outlook on everything, regardless of the circumstance or situation you find yourself in. The positive attitude will open doors that negative people will never be able to walk in in your life. I'm just telling you right now, if you're positive and you're sticking with it, people will notice and you'll be elevated. God will elevate you in whatever it is that you're walking in because of your positive attitude. It's not going to be your gifts. It's not going to be your talents. Those are useful to God, but it's more important that you have the anointing of God. And that comes with being obedient and having a positive attitude. Can I get an amen this morning, church? Positive. And you'll attract people that are positive. People that are uplifting. People that are encouraging. People that speak life over you. But you've got to maintain a positive attitude. Even when you don't want to. You say, Pastor, that, that, that's great and all. That's awesome. But, but how do I change the attitude that I have? I'm glad you asked. First, you need to change your intake. See, our lives are a product of what comes in. Our lives are a product of what comes in. You ever hear the adage that you are what you eat? The same thing is true emotionally and spiritual. spiritually. You are what you take in, what you're reading, what you're listening to, what you're seeing. That is who you are going to become. It's just a word of caution. Your intake actually matters. If you're always negative, it's probably time to look at the stuff that you're taking in. What kind of music are you listening to? What kind of things are you looking at online? What kind of books are you reading? What kind of preachers are you listening to? What kind of whatever? You fill in the blank. Your intake matters. 
See, the mouth is the gateway to the body. I love this. Pizza, triple shot, honey, breve. Oh, it's the gateway into your body. But in the same way, your eyes and your ears are the gateway to your mind and spirit. What you see, what you hear, makes a difference in your mind and you spiritually. If you're taking in garbage, you're going to produce garbage. If you're taking in fruit, you're going to produce fruit. I'm just telling you. But it's time that we, we guard and we garnish our, our, our intake. And, and parents, watch your kids' intake and what they're intaking. Man, they get crazy. My daughter watches, and we limit my daughter, I think, an hour of technology. And there's a reason for that. Because she goes crazy more than that. She gets more than our TV. Her attitude, her demeanor completely changes. She's more like, oh, she's more frustrated. She's more just all over. She's kind of just all over the place. It's like, what's going on? Well, Daddy, I've been watching TV since, you know, 8 o'clock this morning. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, it's like, but that's why we limit. We need to limit our intake. You need to limit your social media exposure. Get off Facebook. And if you're on Facebook right now, I apologize, but get off Facebook. You need to limit your intake this morning because you'll continue to corrupt the things that God has spoken over you. You'll believe and you'll see lies. Those are lies from the pit of hell, but we need to be taking in the word of God, healthy books. It's okay to read books. It's okay to have podcasts. But man, what are you intaking this morning? Like I said, my, my, my daughter takes in too much TV. She goes crazy. Guys, football. I love football. Football's coming up. But, but, garnish your, but garnish your intake. Because I'm telling you right now, we, we get, we get kind of a little angry when our team ain't winning so well, right? It changes your attitude when you see Tom Brady throw an interception, right? In the same way. Change your attitude. But watch what you're intaking. If your life, I love football. But if your life is consumed and that becomes your life, you need to change. You need to maybe withdraw a little bit. Maybe turn that dial down a little bit. Unless it's a Patriots game, then you got free permission to watch it. But you got to watch what you take in. you got to even watch the people that preach. I'm telling you, there's some craziness going around the world today. People preaching some crazy things. Not even close to Scripture. I'm just saying. But before you check out and say, well, this pastor just gave me permission not to listen to him. There's a difference between not liking what someone says because it's convicting. Come on. Because there's a difference between conviction and being negative. If true conviction comes, it ain't from me. It's from God. It's the Holy Spirit that's giving you conviction. If it's negativity that you are feeling, it can't be from God because God is love. He has no choice other than to love. So the negativity is coming from man. So there's a big difference. Well, I feel convicted. I don't like what he said. Don't blame me. But there is a big difference, and I just want to highlight this this morning. And I said that, and this is just kind of off script this morning, but I just want to remind someone in the house this morning that God is love. He is the originator. He's the author of love. He is actually love. He can't pick and choose who he loves. He loves all of you. So if you're doubting that this morning, how could God love me because of these mistakes, because of the, the whatever I'm walking in? He doesn't have a choice. 
He loves you. Matter of fact, you're to die for. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, for you. Not just your sins, to cover all of your sins. Yes, he did that, but for you specifically. Because he wanted a relationship with you. Because he loves you. He desires to be with you this morning. As I move on. Facebook, man, this is, it's numbing our generation to all kinds of things. And, and all, all the adults that are saying, oh, the millennials, they just Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Man, I see you on Drudge Report. I see you on Fox News. Your intake is just the same. It just looks different. But watch what you're intaking. Watch what you're taking in this morning. When you go home and, yeah, you're like, hey, it's good today. It's Sunday, church Sunday. It's all good, but what about Monday through Saturday? How about Wednesday, hump day, when, when your boss has already gone down your throat? Where's the positivity? Where's the intake then? And what are you going to give in return? I'm just saying, it's a challenge. And I love what it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. It says, it, since you have heard about Jesus, I want you to understand, heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Attitude is impacted by perspective. Perspective can change everything, just like an attitude. If faith in God, Jesus, and his word is shaping your life, you will in turn have a positive attitude. If you are negative constantly and defiled and sludging and sliming people, man, it's time to look a curve that I enter into the wrong door this morning. But your perspective can change everything. You can walk into a horrible situation and say, man, God's got this. That's a perspective perspective shift when you come into the faith you recognize yeah you can't do this on your own it's all God that can do this your attitude is also impacted by what you hear I want everybody to say here this morning see the world is full of bad news I, I turn on Fox News it's terrorist this murder this school shoot it is awful I can't watch more than 30 seconds of it because it's nothing but negativity. But so you got to understand, Jesus said in the last days, there would be wars and rumors of wars. See, you'll hear rumors about bad things. Hearing. I find it interesting that the gospel, the truth, the good news is meant to be heard. Heard. It's important what we intake, not just with our eyes, but what we're listening to. Sir, ma'am, that music station that you're listening to, that's defiling women and glorifying some stuff that probably shouldn't be. Maybe it's time to self-reflect and say, man, is this, is this glorifying God in any shape or form? Man, if you're into hip-hop rap, man, I'm telling you. There's plenty of Christian stations out there that are playing it, but they're glorifying God. I don't know why I'm going there, but maybe that's for somebody there this morning. But we need to hear the good news. See, I, I don't know about you, but when, when somebody wins the lottery... I don't, I very rarely, if ever, see somebody that wins the lottery and says, wow, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this money. This is so frustrating. I'm not sure how I'm going to prioritize my time and what I'm going to do. Absolutely not. They're thinking of trips to the Bahamas and what boat they're going to buy. But they heard good news, right? And their attitude was great. I just won the lottery. Fantastic. But how about when your paycheck comes in late? Or you don't get paid. Your kids need to eat. You got no diapers. And you're on your knees begging God to show up. It's easy to have a great attitude when you're up here and things are going great. But how do we respond when we're down on our knees? Is it still say, God, I don't understand what I'm walking through this morning. But I believe that you're faithful. And I believe only 
you can do what you can do. In that moment, we need to hear the truth. We need to hear the good news because it shouldn't be good news in the world that changes our attitude. It should be the good news that we hear from the gospel, that we hear from God, the living, breathing word of God, speaking and refreshing over us. But the only way you're going to know what it says is if you actually read it. I know a lot of people that quote scripture have never read the Bible. It's amazing. I don't know how they know so many scriptures. They never opened the book. But we got to get in the word this morning. But we need to hear the good news. Next, we need to change your influences. I'm going to go fast here. What are your friends saying that you need to do? What are your influences in your life? Are they building you up? Are they tearing you down? See, I had people, and it took me down the spiral of negativity in my life. Man, the government's coming for your guns, and we got to stock up. Man, the world is going to end. We need to stock up on food. This is the life, the, the negative cycle that you can spin, spiral down, because you're not checking your influences in your life. If they're toxic, it's time to let them go. Those in leadership, I don't care if it's church or secular, what's on your leaders is going to get on you. What's on your family is going to get on you, and it probably originated you, from you to begin with. The negativity, but the influences, what kind of influences do we have in our children's lives? What kind of influences do you allow in your life? Do you have that one person in your life that can say no and that you actually listen? You've got to give somebody that permission in your life. Here's a good test to find out where your relationships are at as far as which way. Which way are you leaning? Are you always leaning more towards the negativity, the glass half full, or are you always leaning back towards the glass half empty? If you find yourself leaning in the glass half empty, your influences probably need to be checked. Those, I'm talking about not your friends that you hang out with every now. I'm talking about the direct influences in your life, your inner circle in your life. See, there's only two things that are going to happen in your relationships. You're going to either get slimed or you're going to get primed. See, I don't know about you. I, I had this thought as I'm sitting here frustrating trying to start this weed eater that does not start. And, and it tells you to prime this thing, right? So I'm sitting there jamming this thing like, come on. Doesn't start. But after a while, after 40 pushes, it says five. But after 40 pushes, it's finally primed and ready to go. But I could have just given up and I could have slimed it. Said, yeah, you're useless. You're worthless. And it would have been. But I don't know about you, but I want influences in my life that don't slime me, but that prime me to the next season of my life. That say, you know what? I see what you're going through, but let me, let me encourage you. Let me speak life over you. Let me get you, help you get to the next in your life. And finally, you need to change your dialogue internally. You need to change your dialogue. The things that you, you, you speak over yourself. Forget about what other people say. Man, a lot of times we could be more damaging to ourselves in the way that we think and the way that we talk over ourselves. We're always our biggest critic, aren't we? We're always the, the harshest on us. I always hear this, man, you don't know what I've been through. You, you don't know the struggles that I've been through. I, I'm in a place that I am negative because of these things that I've been through. And I hear this over and over and over again, and I'm here to tell you it's an excuse. 
It's an excuse. If I sat down with you five minutes and and shared my experiences in the military, it would blow your mind. I have every justification in in my life to, to, to not like a certain group, to have experiences and let those experiences mark my life. It's not my experiences that are going to change that. It's my thought process on what I actually believe happened in that situation. I could be defiled. I could be angry. I could be negative. It's a cop-out to say, oh, it's because of my circumstances. And people have gone through far worse than I have in my life. And I'm sure many of you are sitting here thinking, man, I've been through it. I've struggled the pain and everything that I went through. But your attitudes are not shaped by your experiences, but it's what you think about them. And how I know this is true is two people experience the same thing can have radically different outcomes in their life. Radically different outcomes. The same experience happened to two people. One person spun down the negative spiral, self-negative doubt, and and just angry against a a certain group of people. And another person had a positive, said, you know what, I'm not going to let this situation define me. I'm going to move past this situation, and I'm believing God that there will be restoration, and there will be healing, and I'm going to pray for that group of people. I'm going to pray for that situation. The attitude is radically different, but here it is. It's a choice. You always have two choices in every situation and every circumstance that you're in. Even if you can't actually change it, you still have a choice in how you respond to it. Are you, am I going to be negative? Well, I guess it's over. Like my wife, she can see the positive in everything. It almost drives me crazy. I'm like, will you just be negative for just like five seconds? Just come on, come down with me. But we need to have that person with us. Come on. That's positive. That says, Eric, you're, you're, you're flying off the handle for nothing. You could just make another latte if you spill that one whip de doo But to me, it's everything, right? But it's... I'm just being real with you guys. It's, it's how we respond. It's our attitude that changes everything. It's a choice. But see, it's a choice. Her, 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 it's become a habit in her life. Not because of the good stuff, because how she has changed and responded to the bad stuff in her life. That's what shaped her habit of looking at the positivity in everything. I'm going to be like that. But you get to choose. You get to choose your attitude. Your attitude is not a product of someone else. Your attitude is not a product of a situation or circumstance. Your attitude is a product of a choice that you made. It's getting quiet in here, man. But with that, Scripture tells us that the Spirit can renew our thoughts and our attitudes and our mind. Renewing of the mind, refreshing of the mind. Taking off the old, the old sinful nature, the influences. I, I just had this visual, and I'll close with this. It's kind of like a, a sports coat. We're all the old ways, right? We're walking in the newness. We're walking in the, in the newness that the Lord has given us, but we still have some of the old ways on us. And he's asking us to take it off and cast it and brush it aside. The old things in your life, the old attitudes, the old influences, the old intakes in your life. For you to walk in the newness into the next. You can't carry into the next what you're carrying now. What got you to this point will not get you to the next point. Sometimes we got to shed some stuff off in our life. Some influences, some people. Maybe a job. I I don't know what it is in your life, but I really want you to to be challenged this morning. Maybe there's something in your life this morning that just needs to be cast aside. 
so you could walk into the newness in the next season of your life. And with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to give everybody an opportunity. I'm going to pray for two, two groups of people. The first one is, if you have never had a relationship, or maybe you did, and you've just turned away, and, and you've allowed influences, and you've allowed your intake to build up walls between you and Jesus. Like I said before, God loves you. He doesn't have a choice. He is love. And he chooses you. But I want to give you an opportunity this morning. If that's you this morning, you don't have a relationship with him or you want to set things right, would you choose him this morning? If that's you, could you just raise your hand very quickly? Nobody's looking. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And this next group of people, maybe your intake, and as I've been preaching this morning, your intake, you're reflecting, and some of the things that you've been taking and you've been hearing, you've been seeing, maybe some of the influences in your life, and you just want right now a sovereign move of God over your life to break some of this stuff from you right now. You want to walk into the next in your life. You want to walk into the fullness and newness that God has for you. If there's some stuff that you just want broken off, can you just slip your hand up? I just want to pray for you this morning. I see your hand, ma'am. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand, sir. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anyone else? see your hand. Anyone else? All right, you can put your hands down. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we come to you, stripped down, broken before you. On our knees, there's no better place before you on our knees. God, would you move in a powerful way right now through this service? Even though the sermon's done, I don't feel like you're finished yet. Would you move upon your people right now in a miraculous way? All the influences, the intake, the things that need to change in these people's beautiful people's lives. Lord, right now, we set things right in the name of Jesus. We speak life where death has been spoken. We break the chains that have been placed upon them in the name of Jesus. Would you renew their mind? Refresh their heart and garnish and guard their soul. God, we give them, we place them into your hands right now. God, that you would unravel and you would reveal things in their life in a real way that they've never experienced before. God, would you move upon your people? Would you break the walls? And that person that needs a healing specifically in their legs. God, would you heal them? Not later. It is not because of I have so much faith, but simply because I have faith. That a miracle can happen here because your presence is here. God, I'm believing that, that miracles will happen all around this place. Even on the utterance of my voice in the name of Jesus, that strongholds and chains are being broken right now. That life is being spoken over people right now. And that person will be able to walk upright, clear, and healed by Jesus' power. We just give you thanks for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Well, that got heavy. I didn't mean for that to get heavy, but I, I just want to thank you for joining us this morning and allowing me to share what God had placed on our hearts this morning. But I want to encourage you, anybody that's new here this morning, or maybe 
you've been here a couple times, and we really haven't had an opportunity to get to know you. Myself and my wife and even Pastor Matt, we're going to be out in the foyer area. We'd love to give you a fist bump or maybe an awkward side hug, something like that, just to get, you, get to meet you. And if you're brand new, we have a special gift to give you, and we just encourage you. For all those who are interested in serving, being a part of the body here as a volunteer and, and whatnot, we have our growth track starting at the beginning of second service upstairs. Uh, Mike McGuire and the information desk will have more information for you. Bless you. Say thank you to our kids, leaders, and directors on your way out. Have a blessed week. We'll see you guys next week.